Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yes, congratulations to both our guests. Not only secured promotion, but also Glenn's Vodka. Championship and League One Manager of the Year. Well done, lads. Thank you. Thank you very much. Delighted? Yeah. Over the moon with a promotion and delighted to be back in the Premiership. First one? First of many, mate? Uh, we'll wait and see. Ian, how many you got? Uh, don't know. A few. A few. Listen, it was a great season for us. We uh, It didn't look like it was going to happen for a while. I always had faith, but I didn't expect us to have the last... Eight, nine, ten games when we had when we were just they were unbelievable. Yeah, what changed then? The last eight or nine games. Well, I think we're getting players fit. We had, we had, I don't know if what James's team was like, but after um, the, the the first lockdown, you were expecting muscle injuries. But we had like five knee operations. We had about 10, 11, 12 out. We got some of them back. The key to it as well was Bell and and Rodden getting fit. And bringing Bell in and also bringing Tiffany in. Tiffany was good, wasn't he, face? It was good, but, you know, uh, and he made a huge, huge impact. Um, but getting Rodden fit, who's just been in the Scotland North 21s, he's, he's got, if he can stay fit, you will be a lot, he's got a real chance. Yeah. Uh, it's not only the trophy and a creative vodka you get, but also the Celtic job of any fans. It? <laughs> no. Part of the price, fancy. I'm it? not sure I could get that job. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, just on the celebrations, I've seen yours. Did you just go back to Denz or was that a hotel? It was a hotel, but it was an unofficial party, yeah. Right, and Cummins, wild. Cummins and McGowan's a bad combination, that. That's when I seen that happening, it was, I couldn't even stay in there with them. Type McGowan's bad enough, but I had Cummins to that, and you're, you're asking for trouble. Nah, what, they were great. What did Cummins say? Give you a bit? <laughs> no, 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 he's seen his speech for bring him to the club and he's going to be an important player and he doesn't get a minute in the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, Jason's great he's been great since he came in and he'll have a big part to play next year what about you Sam what did you do back to Farrell well we, we won it at Farrell when we beat Falk at 5 nothing, and then they were there. I left at 1 o'clock in the morning but the, the best story is uh, my son came in after it and I mean it was mayhem I mean pandemonium and uh, he came in and I, he'd had a couple of beers, which is all right, he's 18, but I don't like it that much. But I had to phone the school the next day to say, listen, Ed's not locked in, he's, he's got a sore stomach. And then I got the Evening Times, and there's a picture of him in the Evening Times with a bottle of champagne and a flare. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy, I love that. Oh, Fur Hill Street was, I mean, it was mobbed, utterly mobbed. And uh, I, I was in at Fur Hill about nine o'clock, half nine the next morning, and it was just, a, what a mess it was. Um, but listen, 
it was relief, you know, and to, I don't know, we, we've probably both played in games that important to go and win a title or, or, or a cup or whatever, but to go and win it 5-0 and then to be, to be able to relax for 20 minutes, half an hour towards the end, you don't get yeah. many times like that. Uh, and it was like that, so it was, it was a great night. So what did the boys do two or three there? Ended up back in Chick Chandler's house, didn't they? If, if they did, I have no, I have no awareness of that. No, I, I tend to stay away from these type of things now. And you went uh, didn't uh, gone strong and took him out for a, for a meal, is that right? Ah, I was down there anyway, so Gordon was down and we were out. He's been great for me over the season, so yeah, we had a good time down there with him. And he couldn't watch the he couldn't watch the playoff games. He was too nervous. No, which it's a bit surreal, and I find it. Humbling, if I'm honest, that he, he was driving about in his car because he was too too nervous to watch it. But nah, he, he's superstitious and we weren't winning games when he was coming, so he stopped coming to games and we picked up for him. And Gordon thought it was because he was coming to the game, so he would watch him on the TV and then come the end, he wasn't he? even watching them, he was that nervous. That's why you've done it, a manager like that can't even watch a game. I've got a great story about Gordon Strachan. Go on and give us it. He's the man, isn't he? We were playing, got great lad, got great guy, Gordon. Right, he was great to me in my career. But we were, me, we were playing, we were playing in a testimonial match for a junior player who's his pal who played at whatever he played in the whatever junior cup final. He only had one eye, Lake Shields. Right. You remember him? That was his pal. So this was a tight Rangers first team game I played in, which was like a testimonial game against Whitburn Juniors or something. And Walter pulled me before the game and he says, because Strachan was playing for the opposition. He says, I don't care how you play tonight. Graham was here as well. I've no interest in how you're playing. I don't care. But see, every time we're away with Scotland, that wee guy's tracking says he's never been nutmegged in his life. So all you need to do is try and nutmeg him. <laughs> and I nutmegged him twice. And he found out about that after and he was laughing like hell. <laughs> Did he say anything you nutmegged him on the pitch? No, no. He only found out that Walter had said that to me after. Brilliant. <laughs> is he still, has he still got that sense of humour? Aye, brilliant. We're running about the place, running about the boys. When he is in, he's, he's fantastic, but somebody to go to and ask questions and I don't think there's anybody better for, for a young manager certainly anyway yeah. go to, and I think even the experienced ones are on the phone to him a lot as well did you have see when you were a young manager did you have somebody like that you could go and speak to as well would Walter be one of them uh, I, I mean I've, I've, there's a few over the years Walter I was great and um, there's a guy called Ian Monroe who didn't have a great record as a manager but his knowledge of football was just second to none Leash, Jim, Billy, oh, a few. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't phone Leash in football matters because he didn't have a clue. <laughs> but in terms of managing people, he was very, very good. So oh, there was one, one or two over anyway. the years. Uh. Uh, right, we'll talk about the start of the season. What was it like for you in preparing your team League One after how the season ended last year? Well, I mean, I think I've said enough about that, but it was, I mean, it was hard because we, we felt the new site. Anyway, it was hard. Um, and it was basically jailing a new team. And I don't know how James to try and get a team spirit and a togetherness you know I know a lot of younger managers take them clay pigeon shooting and all that nonsense but you need to actually get be together I don't know what it was like at Dundee but we were walking into training no showers then walking out and we were, there was no kind of to add to that the injuries and we were missing all sorts of chances we missed three penalties it, it was hard but we always, I always felt we were only we were still only six or seven points behind Falkirk and for me, the big thing that gave me hope was we, we, we played folk at our place and we always thought they were the team to try and finish above um, and, until they capitulated for whatever reason. I don't know, and it's none of my business. But we, we drew two each from it for hell and we absolutely battered them. We missed a penalty they scored in the last minute. So I always felt it was there once we got our players back uh, and, and that's how it turned out. 
And you put your success down to a clay pigeon shooting five days a week, is that right? That's what we done. <laughs> 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 the boys are brilliant at that. But Bobby, for you, Jazzy, did you feel that extra pressure that was your second year in the job to get Dundee promoted? I did after the first game of the season when we lost 6-2 at Tynecastle. <laughs> Where do we go for here? Yeah. Um, and that, that was hard. Tough night. Um, particularly when you're saying it's a... The levering that, that had happened with the vote and all this stuff, it was a certainty that we were going to play Hearts the first game of the season. So that came round and they beat a 6 2. But I, same as Ian, I, I, I find it hard to believe how there's been such a good team spirit. And we are boys, I'm sure it's, it's the same at Thistle because that helps you get success, you know, that being in a dressing room. But I, I don't know how, how we've managed to do that because they are a very tight knit group. Yeah. But they're still right up until the end, drive to training. Don't even get showers. Imagine Gowser moaning at everybody, no getting a shower, like, and then driving home and food, bringing their own food at times. And so that's a credit to the players. And how how they've managed to do that is journeys. Like we play Brora away, we weren't allowed a shower. Like, it took us about two days to get home. And yeah. all right for me, I was in a suit, but they were for the players. It, it was a horrible time. Obviously, we get what was going on in the world and all that. And we can understand that, but it was a hard time in football, I think. It was a tough, that's a tough gig for James, for a young manager to be a manager at Dundee to try and win that title. That's a really, really hard gig. Yeah. Because you're talking, they are, I always think Celtic Rangers, Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, and the two after that, I think, are the two Dundee club. It's a really, really tough job. Because you've managed up there, you know how tough the fans can be as well. I played at Dundee, I won a championship with whatever it was called in the days, I won that with Dundee. And uh, I, Dundee and I, I thought, always thought Dundee and I and Aberdeen were two tough jobs because people, sitting in the stands or, or standing watching it's still over, we're of a generation to remember Sir Alex and Jim McLean so you're getting kind of judged at their kind of standards yeah. so it's just it, it's impossible to do so aye, they're, they're hard gigs but I think for a young manager on his first job to, to, to go and get promoted with Dundee in it I think says a lot for him well it's not easy that and especially with no crowd because with you being the bigger teams in your league the yeah. crowd would have helped just massively this year yeah I mean there's a strain of thought to think maybe the crowd would help it's different when the championship, I think, but maybe we would have helped some of the smaller teams. Now, without being dis- I'm not, I've not, we've not been disrespectful to anybody. It maybe would have helped them as well. So I think it's been tough for every club, no matter what one way out fans. Yeah, because you know. we came to play you at Firhill. I was uh, outstanding. Beat us one now. Were you playing? <laughs> I can't even mind you. <laughs> no, but I was. See when you. I remember you were one. playing the three and game with Humpshire. Oh, I, right. <laughs> uh, well, I was outstanding against you preseason as well. Wasn't just get that, thanks, yeah. The back, thing is, the one 0 so uh, that one nil game, our fans going off their head. I mean, this is one of the things I was a bit. We'd need to find right to be MD. Even at East Fife, when we're two on doing at half time, people are saying this is a disgrace. This is. A, I've never used the word unacceptable. Just never would do it. Unacceptable as racism or or, or or all that kind of stuff. Unacceptable isn't it football? But we've we've made divine right to be his five. That's what I had. That's why I tried to bring back the part of thistle. A bit of humility. Mm. We've made divine right to beat any team. None. No team has. Just when you beat us one 0 at our place, that was the one game in the first fifteen. You you deserve to win that day. No doubt about it. Yeah, but the first fifteen years. But and ah, the crowd, listen, yeah, the crowd keep you on. We could have had my big draw, but Peter had played really, really well. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, what about lack of crowd for you? Find that tough? Yeah, really tough. And as much as people will say, and like you've played in front of the Dundee crowd, and obviously they can go on your back, and then rightly so, like the standards they demand, and and they would have got on our back. Trust me, when we're losing three one to Queen of the South, or losing three one here at home. No disrespect to them, but Dundee as a club don't see that and don't take that very well. Um, but there was also games where they would have helped us mm. and 
And I'm just glad, or I'm hopeful that they'll, they'll be back to see it because I think it'll be an exciting season. We were both there when we came up the first season, you know, I mean, seven years ago. Yeah. And the atmospheres were really good. But no, I, I think the crowd would have helped us uh, throughout the season. It was a part in the season, both of you were quite far behind the, the leaders. Was there ever a time you thought was it your reach to get promoted? Was there, was there jazz? Well, promoted, but to, obviously Hearts were, were well in front, but I think they ended up 12 points ahead of us, which still disappoints us. Yeah. Um, but again, when you talk about the size of that club and the resources they had, then it was always going to be tough. But no, like, I think everybody knew quite pretty early on, by Christmas time, it was it was the playoffs really, and it was we felt a case we had to be second. Yeah. It took us to the, to the very last game, which I certainly had had as an advantage. I come out and I say that, like, you know, say it as well. You, you've got to kid on at times and say, well, third or fourth, we're not too bothered because. We'll, we'll still deal with that and look I believe deep down we, we had the squad depth to deal with it, but second place was pivotal I think to get and get yeah. promoted or help them get promoted because it, it saves you that, that two-legged tie who, against who would have been Dunfermline that, and those games were tight as well mm. so we kind of knew for Christmas or just just after that that it was probably going to be the playoffs and, and that was going to be the route to getting up what about using because you were a good bit behind Falkirk at one stage. Yeah, but that game at East Fife at half time, we were two nothing down. I think we were eight or nine points behind them with a game in hand. So we got two goals. I know I felt after that game they were very important. And then we won our next six and didn't lose a goal and scored about twenty. So at that point that you know, we felt that goal was really important. Uh, I, I, the target was always to try and win it because I just the playoffs are just a nightmare. So once we got that Head of steam up once Zach Rodden scored his first goal against Clyde, it might have been. We just went in this run and the momentum just, even guys like Richard Forster, who's about 90 years old now, <laughs> even guys like Fozzie, he played the last eight games, he played 90 minutes in the last eight games. And, yeah. and Stephen Bell, great pro, uh, who I brought in for a loan league because of what happened with lockdown. Just adrenaline got them over the line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How important was that experience of not just the players, but Yourself, you see me Falkirk, I think Lee Millen, cracks were first job in management. That experience that you had not just in you, but your players with guys like Richard Foster, that's invaluable. That, that's yeah, the I mean, I think, I think, yeah, Foster was, was he really was outstanding. And um, yeah, I mean, we, I tried to calm it all a wee bit and, and just just gradually get it going, get it going, and not be too panicky, not be too up. Because I think you can always say as a man, this is the biggest game ever, but you know, what do you say next week then? Yeah. Well, oh, it's bigger than the biggest game ever. So you try and just. Um, and we always felt, and I managed both David and uh, Lee Miller, and, uh, but you always felt with an experience that might count against them a wee bit. Mm. Uh, whether that happened, because if, maybe if they'd stayed in the job, it would have been different, I don't know. So, um, yeah, I mean, it did help, there's no doubt. Does Foster play his missus music in the dressing? We heard him in the karaoke with the day we got presented the trophy, singing his. His, uh, his Amy's, Amy's song uh, and he says I don't know any of the lines but he, he sang it he didn't even look at the screen <laughs> <laughs> so he obviously did he's got a terrible uh, Aberdeen accent's terrible for that ah in his dress sense he wears yeah. like clothes for 22 year olds it's a wee bit bizarre but anyway. <laughs> do you ever pull him up for things he like says on sports scene or that now? no I get him the gig in sports too <laughs> so uh, no no, he's, I think he's re I think he's reasonable at it at that, uh, yeah he's good decent gig yeah. uh, and you heard obviously Charlie experienced guy but what I liked about you is there was a stage where Charlie was in the plane yeah and that's credit to Charlie as well he, he took that yeah. um, and he he worked hard looked a lot it's, it's well documented the problems he had, he had obviously his mother then then the Covid so that had to be taken into account and and we had to protect him a bit because with Charlie coming back 
there were massive expectation on one him and two Dundee because mm. he, because we had Charlie back. But when we, when he was out of the team, we were doing well. Like, and we went on a run, playing four four two, and you'll not believe me when I tell you, but it was a midfield two, Gowser and Max Anderson, and, and they went and I think we went on a it was a four or five game. Well, they won five out of the seven playing that way. Yeah. But Charlie was always going to be really important, particularly at the end of the season when the big games were coming around. That that experience and the where he's played, but in the same way, I think you can you can throw in the likes of the Paul McGowan that they've played in big games. Yeah. There's a lot. Liam Fontaine's played in big games in England and in Scotland. So there were a lot in the in the squad come the latter stages that I think certainly helped me. Um as a as a young manager that those players helped me. So Charlie come to you and ask why he wasn't playing? Yeah, we had a chat. Look, he's been great. He's he's worked one thing about him, he still he still works hard. He still wants to which again is, is really good. He still always want to learn and, and get better, which I think you can see that he's like he could quite if he wanted. He didn't need to come to Dundee and as much as everybody says that well, you pay a fortune to get him, but he's doing that for because he loves the club. Yeah. Um, and he, he didn't need to do that and move his family back up here, but he came, he had a chat, and he was great. So one bed he's got in front of isn't it? That's where he's staying. <laughs> they all have a few quid, Charlie, aren't they? What's the story with his accent, though? His Anglicised <laughs> accent? I, 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 don't, I just don't get it. I'm he's, he's five minutes for me, he grew up five minutes for I me, know, but he sounds like but he's... I will, they'll say the two of the passes are oh. against oh. Wraith Rovers. David Cooper would be pleased with him. What one was better, that's first or second? One. Second. Aye, uh, probably the second. The first yeah. one we worked on. But that's high praise. David Cooper would be proud of him. Oh, he was, your, he was your boy, wasn't he? He's I, I played with Cooper, he was my head tennis partner, aye. Did he used to pick you up? No, no, no. no. I, I, I had a muse cottage in West End and I a mate of mine was a taxi driver. He used to come in at quarter to ten, come up my drive, and chant my door and that with me, get, get out of So, no. No, Cooper used to go to... They used to go to... Uh, Nico's, him and Jimmy Nicol for a coffee every morning before they came to training. Uh, wow, that was that. a fair squad. Right. What about other characters you put? You managed Andy McLaren and Charlie Moore, didn't you? How were they two to manage? Fine, Andy was Andy was on his way back from his problems, I think. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, and he did really well. That was the season we finished fourth or fifth in the Premier League. And I mean, Charlie was, he was Charlie, but I mean, he could play. Yeah. I mean, really could play. But um, the last six months, Charlie was going into, he was out of contract. So you find a player like that going out of contact, he's easy to manage because he's just given it everything. Yeah. And that six months, I watched him play against Celtic Rangers and all these teams. Just ran the show. I mean, he was the best midfield player in Scotland. He left at the end of the season. He was obviously playing to try and get a good move. Um, aye, Charlie was just... Did you ever need to pull him out of a flat in Castlemilk? No, I didn't. But I remember, I remember when I first took the job, and it's a true story. Um, when I first took the job, everybody was saying, you'll get the best out of Charlie. How will you get the best out of Charlie? Because you were just like him and that because you liked doing ridiculous things, uh, of which I don't do anymore. Um, and I remember I met him. I says, I'm going, I'm not going to do anything. I'll just meet him and I'll have a chat with him. So I met him in the post office pub in Broughty Ferry where I, I had a flat just opposite. And I says, right, we'll have a pint to try and get to the bottom of things. And uh, we ended up in the kebab shop about half past 11 at night. <laughs> Uh, so I don't think that worked. But he, he, he was a genius. He was an absolute genius of a football. What, with he do things in training that you would generally go well? Yeah, and you know, he, he, he could get about the pitch as well when he was fit, when he was yeah. at himself and he could tackle. I mean, he, he knows he should have done. Like a lot of people should have done far, far more in his career than they did. I, mean, I think he's only got one cap. So, um, but that, that six-month period, he was, 
he, he outclassed the Celtic players, the Rangers players. He was magnificent. Does Charlie Dings in training? You think well? Yeah, he does. Like, has he shot for the half million in training? No Did you go, was that you going mad at him in the? the was that? Aye, because it, it wasn't on that one, was it? No, Paul McMullen didn't go. And that would have, you're talking about being being comfortable uh, late on. I'm uh, still thinking if they get another goal, this kid, this kid, hundred percent, get nervy. And yeah, yeah. Paul McMullen straight in if he slips him, but nah, Charlie, like he's tried that a couple of times to be fair, and like, he's done it against Chelsea. So who am I to shout? Can't take away from nah, he's, he says that's another thing about making. You can take it when you. He's very. Like yeah, respectful, open criticism, I'll right, take yeah. it. Yep, and that's that was one thing that I wasn't surprised because everybody I spoke to about him said that, and he's 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 hard on himself. He's got high standards, but when you have a go, he can take it. Yeah. What about Cummins? Has he done anything that's made you laugh in and, and around the club? <laughs> just everything. Every day is it? Ah, he's, he just walks in and just he's Jason. Obviously, I knew him when he was a kid. He's still a kid. Um. Act like I Does he every day? Act younger. Who's um, his pal, Gip McGowan? No, nah, I had to separate the two of them. Like, Did keep, keep them as far away from each other as possible, or that would be just mayhem. Um, no, like he's. It's good, as I say, it's been different. It would have been better if we were in the dressing room. Yeah. Because I think there's a real good good group there, and that swinging for chandeliers and impersonating team talks. That's just Jason. And do you, do you feel for former gaffers now that you are a manager with some of the dressings that you had? Uh, hi, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being f- former gaffers, talking about one of my players now, Cammy Kerr, and we almost let him in fire one. <laughs> I no, I've got to shout at him. He just signed a new two year deal, yeah, he's done great towards the end of the season. Yeah. What a boy. Had to play left back for a while when Jordan Marshall was out, who's excellent for us, and Cammy stepped in at left back and might actually be a left back, you know. Yeah. Uh, right, can you talk us through the stresses they're running? Last couple of games, Ian. I but listen, as Chase was saying, when we when we went four 0 up against Falkirk, that's a for our club, that's a really kind of significant scoreline because we were thinking we can relax now. But I, I'm speaking to Ruffy after it, and all Thistle fans at four 0 up in 1971 at half time, even in the dressing room, and the fans were just thinking, "Chelsea are going to come back and win this." So at 4 0 up with 20 minutes to go, when you're part of this one, you're still a bit nervous because yeah. of 1971. Um, so, I mean, there was a, there was a bit of but it, it was different for James, I think, because he, he had to go to the right to the last game and the pressure's still on big time. Uh, we went to Montrose and we we took about, about nine or ten of the boys didn't even come up to the game. Um, that, to be fair, a few of them were legitimate in terms of their injuries, but. Um, I would have hated to go to that last game needing a point or something like that. Mm. So, once. We won five nothing. Stress gone. What's your team talks like towards the end of the season? Quiet, informal. The world's against us, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, siege mentality. Well, you just do things, don't you? Yeah. What about uh, you running? So went last game with Rafe. Yeah, that was so important that game because Rafe had a great season. Kind of deflated them, didn't you? That last game. I think also because they they beat us at Starks and. On that day, battled us. We Play good football, Rafe, don't yeah, they? Yeah, very good. He had them going really well, and we actually had to change the way we played against them, which again is credit to them. Like, they came to Dens on that, that second last game. Of, it was the second last game of the season, and if they win or they get, they get a draw, then they finish second, and we know we're playing them firmly in, a, in the quarter final as opposed to the semi final. So that was a massive, massive three points of the season, but 
I think for them as well, they knew then that day. We were very good against them at Dens earlier in the season. They scored a late equaliser. But they knew that day that when they came to Dens, that, and I think they also saw we had everybody fit as well. Yeah. So I think that was a kind of marker put down for us. And then, again, we still need the favour for Hearts, which who they had won the league. And I'll just be honest and say I wasn't expecting any favours for Hearts. Um, but they went and they beat Rafe that day and we we got we done the job at Queen of the South, which again was re again really important um, going down there because we had struggled there a couple of times and it was 3-0 on the night and it could have been anything that night. But And then that, that, that was momentum, I think, getting into that and that did deflate Rafe a bit and I watched the two games when they played Dunfermline and bearing in mind they had battered Dunfermline, Dunfermline had battered them as well over the over the season. So the two of them, were, to me, were pretty nervy games. Rafe obviously came out on top, but they were both pretty nervy games and by the time we got them, I think, as you say, Charlie's two passes at, at Starks that night were yeah. world class. And as Ian says, at any level of football. And then it was kind of a weird one because you're freeing a lot. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You talk about four now. We were three 0 up against Dunfermline this season with twelve minutes to go and drew three each. He's dead. I'm yeah, thinking, how did you come back for that? <laughs> um, and then we we're two 0 down against them after six minutes. I think this is worse. Yeah. We won three two that night, so that was all right. But we we're three 0 up that day, but it was a tricky. It then became a tricky tie because it whether I go for it or whether I just said I, I no, we were always going to go. And we wanted because we were on an unbeaten run. I think we were ten or eleven unbeaten at the time. We wanted to continue that, but we also knew at the time that Liam Fontaine missed the game and Jordan McGee dropped back to centre-back, who was so effective at making the runs for Charlie to make the passes. Yeah. Um, but we knew we just had to get through that game because we knew they were very dangerous. and We lost the game 1-0, but we were comfortable in it. I think we had the better chances, but we were still disappointed that we lost that game. And, and you could see that in the players. and That was the worrying thing then, because I'm thinking, how do you pick them up? Because of we're going to play. No, how do you pick them up? But we're going to play off. Of they were that high because they blew Rafe away on their own pitch. Yeah. Few few days later, they lost their unbeaten run because we kept we kept at that. If we're going to catch them, we need to we need to finish. We need to be on a big or go on a long unbeaten run, which they've done credit to the players. 
But that day they were a bit deflated. And we just we had them in the next day, and it was just a case of picking them back up and clay showing them. Shooting. That's what we done. We went clay pigeon shooting. <laughs> we guys are never hurt anything because they forgot what he specs. Brilliant. See when you actually do it, Ian, is it is it joy or is it mere relief that, that, that you've got there in the end? Uh, oh, it's a bit of both. I mean, I, I as everybody ran in the pitch, I just walked down the track and went in them over to phone my mum, and then came back in the park. Um, I think the joy was when we got the trophy on the whenever it was. The relief as well, of course. I mean, it's a, it's a mixture of emotions when you do something, doesn't matter what it is. Whether it's escape relegation, winning a relegation playoff, getting promotion, winning a championship, there's always... It's no easy to achieve in football. You play a game of football, there's 11 people trying to stop you what you want to do. Yeah. doesn't matter what level it is. It's not easy. And what, how, what's the mum? Do you phone her after every game? Oh, because I know she'd be watching the radio and she'd have been kind of greeting and all that kind of stuff. And she's 87 and I've been down all the time to see her and stuff, take her out for a walk, so... Um, that was just the first thing I wanted to do, and I did it. Brilliant. What about you when the final whistle went, Kelly? That was just joy. Like I've never felt in. I've never won any football. Been beating cup final, so Ian's obviously had a lot more success than me. So it was just more. I don't think it was a, a kind of pressure thing at the time. After it, when when I sobered up a couple of days later, I went, Thank "God for that." But it was kind of. No, yeah, somebody was, done your motor. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, what, see one thing I'll say is I, I, I don't know if James agree on this see over the season I, I was under pressure at some point so was he yeah you know that, that comes with the job if you if you look these days when were you under pressure Ian sorry Nana <sighs> for most of the season when we get when we get demoted it was everything was my fault and stuff and we won't we'll, we'll, we'll win it and all that and then all this you know we missed a couple of penalties that was my fault and fans were getting antsy and you know, it's these days with social media, the type of pressure managers put on—it's just ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. Um, so it, we must have—I felt it. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure James felt it. So that's when you've got to remain calm and and because I'd been there a million times before. So it says a lot for a young manager to come through that and go and do what he did. I'd say I've saved an awful lot. Yeah, because you were on a bit of a bad run at one stage, weren't you? A bit. No, no. We had a few bad runs throughout the season, as I say. Like, and probably, I can't remember when their game was, but it was David Hopkins' first game and he came and beat us 3-1 that night. He looked, McCown was outstanding. That's how we signed him, so he can't do that to us again. <laughs> um, but that that was a real low point, Queen of the South won in 3-2. Dens was a low point, obviously the Hearts game at the start, but yeah. Like, Pressure for the board as well, Jazza? No, no, I, I'll say that. Like, And they've come out and said it this week, so I can see it. And whether it was... What they were saying behind behind closed doors, I, I can't obviously comment on that. But I had Gordon, that as I say, is and had Dave to, to go and like Dave's young as well. Dave McCann, yeah. Dave, Dave's been at Stirling, lost his job at Stirling, so the two is are, are pretty young and inexperienced, and in, in this are very inexperienced in this side of the game. But I think having Gordon was was massive, um, particularly in the the real bad moments. I know that sounds bad, were you? It's not just the case where you pick the phone up to him in the bad moments because he's the first one on the phone when we win as well. But having him to go and, and I can remember we drew, I think we drew with Morton down at Capelo and we drew with someone and I had a text that was straight after the game. He says, great point. I'm thinking, I think he's just trying to pick me up here. Mm. And I, I phoned him and he says, I, genuinely, he says, no, look, that, that point will be important come, come the end of the season. And it was the first thing he texted me, or one of the first things, remember, those wee points you were picking up. Yeah. And it was because it was leading us on to a run, and it, it was getting that maybe took us to four games un, unbeaten, and 
but it was maybe even a home game we drew. I can't remember, but late in the it was late in the game, and Lee Ashcroft scored against Morton at home, and he texted me straight after it, saying that would be a good point. Obviously, he'd watched the game, and, and I'm thinking, but I'd never been in that position before. Well, I'm thinking, well, how can it be? No dis, and it's no. I'm not being disrespectful because Morton's a good club, but it, it, you know, Dundee are meant to beat Morton at home. Yeah, that's, that's just what they expect, and and to have that and and just it worked out well in the end and, and just having that to go to has, has been a blessing for us just quickly is Lee Ashcroft the best header in the ball in the world yeah oh my god I tried to sign him before we went to Dens did you right? I like him man uh -huh. I like him great boy you know yeah huh? great boy so oh, hard work friend, just the right type of boy you need in your dressing room uh, you're talking about an experience uh, being a young manager but what's the benefits you started as a, a young manager in your 30s as well maybe close up the players in age uh, you can relate to them a I, bit when did I start 97 or something like that and uh, yeah, I, mean, I was still playing at the time. I was player manager. Yeah, my, my that first, tough. Aye, aye, it was that, that tough. I scored my last, believe it or not, I scored my last ever senior goal at Somerset Park. We beat them 1-0 in extra time. So, aye, I mean, I, I had players like Joe McLaughlin and Fraser Wisher who, who I played beside at Falkirk in the Premier League. So, uh, if you're asking me if there's benefits or not, I can't really tell you because I don't remember because it's mm. that long ago. Can you remember having like shockers as a, pl as a player manager and you had to come in and slaughter boys? Uh, I, I was I always. Do you know what I found? I, I genuinely I found it very very hard to to do both. I maybe started three or four games. The rest of the time I just came off the bench. Uh, and the last ever game I came off the bench was I don't know if you remember it, because the sun the next day instead of doing a team photo, did a team photo of the crowd. There was twenty seven fans there. East Stirling beat us two one at Capello. Oh. That's my last ever, an inglorious end to an inglorious career. What made you start in management? What was there a was there a certain manager that that got you in it? I, you know, I had no plans to do it whatsoever. I was just uh, people that were taken over at Clyde Bank asked me to do it. I mean, that was it. I had no plans to do anything like that. I mean, I thought I might play on for a while, um, and then they announced they were going to Dublin, and we took the heat for it, and we had no idea <laughs> about the Dublin thing. But all the punters were giving the players a me stick for going to Dublin, as if we had to say, "Right, we're going to Dublin, Dub boy." You know, so. Um, no, I had no plans to. They just asked me to do it, and I did it, and I went all right. And what's changed since then in management? Is it the time that you get as a manager? Well, I think it's always been a bit like that. But certainly, I mean, the the, the pressure that can come from one game is is, is different now. You, you never have you needed a a strong chairman and a strong board more to shut out. I know everybody's it's trendy to say the noise, but to shut that out and. The social media, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on Twitter, I'm not on any of these things. And some of the stuff that goes on to me, I, I was talking to Lennon the other day there, I'm name dropping, but only because his son plays with my 17s, Gallagher. Gallagher, good, yeah. good player, yeah. good player. And, and the stuff he went through, and Derek McInnes, a good pal of mine, he went through, it, it was just wrong. I mean, uh, and I wonder whether all the casualties and management people have left have to do with the pandemic. There, was a, there must have been about 10 jobs up there. Yeah. So I, I just and also the 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 media, I think they're overly aggressive in their approach to talking to managers now. So there's been a lot of subtle changes. The biggest thing is the social media side of things. It's just bonkers. I mean, Neil Lennon can take it. Derek can take it. I probably get it. I can take it. But I've got a son and few parents. They they're on it all the time. Mm. So you're taking absolute dog jibbish, serious stuff. Yeah. You know, like out order stuff, and they're reading it. Not not good. Not you think good. Lenny will get back in soon? If he wants to, I'm sure. I think he said to me he's doing a bit of media stuff, and uh, and he's. I mean, to be fair, he's watching Galker every Sunday. We're, we've got a good 17s right, and a very good. 
Um, so is that Thistle Seventeen's Gallagher plays there? Aye. Is he right? Aye, good. Centre mid like his dad? No, he plays left centre back. Right. right. And he's tall, handsome, slim, very unlikely, isn't he? Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about setbacks in management for a, a wee bit of advice for James as a young manager? How do you, how do you deal with setbacks? See, but the one thing I'll say is I, I played at Dundee and I managed Dundee United. If, I, I genuinely believe that if James has come through this season, I think it'd be fine. Because I, I, I think this season the pressure of Dundee to go up was huge. Mm. And he's came through that. So, I mean, I think the fans will know and the, the, the board will know that next season you'll not be going in a 12-match unbeaten run. That, that'll all happen. But, you know, I think it'll be a gradual process because Dundee should be probably not next season. Um, but they should be, I think James would agree, going to try and get in the top six. Yeah. Um, so my, uh, there's no advice for me, who the, who the hell am I to give advice? But if he's came through this, I think he's suited today to come through anything. Do you still pinch yourself a wee bit? Like, no, no, a lot of managers have got Dundee promoted. It's a, it's a tough job getting Dundee at the Championship. The Championship's a hard yeah. league. Um, and so I, I last played in it when I, I was at Livingston and I, I can remember it a wee bit, but I, can, I could we're probably get into it as a manager, I'm thinking, Every game was tough, and you know, Ian's teams gave us a doing at times last season as well. And it's a, it's a tough, tough league. There were no easy games, and you see the teams that go down and the time it takes them to come out. Hearts are the only one they've, they've done it twice now that, that have come out first time you asking. Hibs, it took them a few years. Rangers, yeah. it took them two years. I think Dundee United were four. Mm. Um, so to get out of it after two years. They're experienced managers that took that time to get these yeah. teams at these leagues. But I think Robbie, on his first time was at Hearts, was, that was his first job, but that was a great that one but particularly with Hibs and Rangers in the league at the same time but it's, it's a tough tough league and no game's easy um, not that any game's easy in the Premiership but I think the champ to get out that league and everything especially when they're like we were in it with Dundee United we were in it then with Hearts so you're in it with I'd say big big Close, budgets yeah. we'll say yeah. um, on that because they, they did and, and they had the power to do that and it worked for them because they got, they got out but to be in it and then we call it the first full season because we get caught uh, cut short because of the pandemic last season. We would have fancied the playoffs again because we were in a good position. We had a good bit of form, but yeah, look, I think it's it was it was key to the football club to get out of it. Um, we needed to be back in the Premiership and and have the derbies back, which again is is massive for the city as well. So to pinch myself, yeah, look, I pinch myself that I'm still. I'm the manager, um, that even through bad times that they stood by me, but I think and I hope now that it's repaid a little bit because it's shown that, and I hope, because I, I like Mark Kerr and and I'm not talking about other clubs, um, I'm hard, but I'm not wanting to pass judgment because I don't know what goes on, but I was talking to Mark Kerr on the morning that he got sacked because I had a phone call for Jack Ross, similar phone call maybe a couple of weeks earlier, um, saying let's just dig in. Just keep keep working away because we were going through a bad spell and and I'm, I'm mates with Kerzo so I spoke to him and just says look mate, I think we had a game called off about six times and we were preparing to play his team, mm. um, which were, they were very good and very dangerous, um, and then by the time we trained on the Sunday and he, he came off the training pitch and says I had a missed call for him and he'd let him go and I think that. I think a lot of that was down to social media. Looking back, I don't know if Ian wants to. Well, I think that man replaced as well. So that big, big uh, shoes to fill, didn't it? Well, if Lachlan had still been chairman, he wouldn't have left. Yeah, right. I know that for a fact. Yeah. So, I, I think Kerzo had Kerzo as a player three times. Uh, Dundee United, Falkirk. I took him here as a and he was terrific for me. And, it, and we, but we had a right good side then. 
We had some real players, mm. serious good football players. And uh, I, I thought, to be fair, I know it didn't go well for a spell, but I thought he was really, really harshly treated down there. Really harshly treated. And I know for a fact, because I'm on the phone to Lack all the time, and Lachlan Cameron, who's old chairman, and yeah. he, he would have been given a lot more time. Because basically he'd signed a certain type of player to play a certain type of way, and then they changed it around. It was, I, I thought it was a bizarre one, but there you are. Did I, you love your time? Oh, sorry, yeah. No, that, I think that goes back yeah. to you talking about the pressures of social media and having a strong, I, I don't know the chairman yeah. but here, but, but I, I agree with you. And they had four games, they had four games in hand on some teams that they hadn't played in so many weeks. And, yeah. and because of the pressures of fans on social media, then they decided to make that change. And look what happened. Look, yeah. They did escape it in the end, but certainly... We went down there and beat. You went down there and beat Air United three 0 and absolutely battered them the night. I tell you, we never went down there and done that when Ian or Matt were in chat. And that's no, yeah. that's no any slight on David Hopkins because he's he's had promotion and he's got out of that league. But it was just a different type of game, and and I would liken them to the way Rafe Rovers played. They were real tough, tough games to play, and we had some really good games yeah. over that period. Yeah. And, yeah. And it was just, and that's, I feel that for young managers. You mentioned young managers, so you said Jack Ross, you've told me this before, has been a massive help for you. He has been, he's been good. Um, Did you know him before you took the job? Yeah, through the PFA stuff. Just through PFA. And then like, just keeping in touch and, and speaking to him, he's been he's been very helpful. Um, Michael Beale, another one. Yeah, he's different class. Yeah, he's he's one of the best actually, just for... Like, Again, what, meet on a course? Through a friend. Um some of the sports scientists that, that Coventry worked with him at Liverpool um, and then just for, for the stuff that he'll help you with and the advice he gives you and again Billy's young and he's but the, the career he's had and the experience he's had and what he's done um, and they have somebody to go to like that like obviously Gordon's up here but having Michael be able to speak to as well has been a massive help but there's loads out there and again you've name dropped him not me yeah. um, but <laughs> uh, no, there's loads out there and and I think I think I don't know Ian will probably doesn't need to do it now but she's a young manager I think you need to take as much advice as you can and even going into because it was all new to me going into the offices and stuff I'd always be asking questions he was probably wanting me out but um, no, I, you, listen, I think you always need to take advice you know big time are you still taking advice now Ian though? nah <laughs> <laughs> no of course of course I mean you're talking about Michael I know Michael because I know Stephen and Gary really well I played with Gary 40 years ago well 50 I can't remember 40 years ago uh, at Motherwell and um, they, I've never known two boys that have played at that level. And I've only met Michael once. But you talk to Stephen Gerrard and, and Gary to talk so highly about a coach. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, sessions are meant to be top yeah. class, aren't they? Uh, yeah. uh, right, both up at division next season. What's your targets? Ian, you can go first. My target is the top four. And I'll, I've said Love it that. every year. You go for the top four, then arithmetically it tells you you can finish fourth, third, second or first. So that's the target. Right, Jazza. Same top four. <laughs> <laughs> John said top six in his interview, but no, like the first, we were there, the first target staying up. Don't, yeah. and there's no doubt about that. We need to be, when we got the job, that was the aim, is to, to build a squad that could sustain being in the Premier League. I don't think that five years was long enough um, the last time for, for a club of that size. And we believe if we can, with the players we're adding and the squad we've got, then, and we play the way we can, then we can compete in that league. But look, it's going to be tough, we know that. But the first target, I'm sure Ian's been in this position and he's been asked this questions with club, is the first target staying up. Callum mm. Davidson, his first interview he'd done last season, his first target was to stay in the division. He's won two cups. Brilliant. Um, so what an achievement for him, delighted for him. Uh, Dundee fans will not like me saying that because it's in Johnston, but Cal's a great lad and 
lighted for him. We're only target at the minute, stay in the division, and then whatever comes after that's a bonus. Last question, Ian, especially this new modern way, everyone wants to play it through the back. What was your thoughts on that? <sighs> You know the things that you know. I, I, in 1998, I started playing three at the back, and after six years, everybody said, "Oh, you can't do that." Now everybody's doing it again. It, it, some people do it, but you'll do it when it's on, and don't do it when it's no on. It's pretty simple stuff. And listen, for this is a great example. I think I'm I'm now playing with two strikers, and that's kind of went out the, out yeah. of the washing. So four, I think, four two, sorry, four, four, two. I, well, you can do it in certain ways, but. Right. I think that'll come back in. I think five years' time, people play with two striders again. You think so? So right. just kind of... Yeah, all the time. It goes like that all the time. Yeah. How can you play three at the back? Then all the top teams are playing three at the back. How can you do that? Then it's players win football matches, no systems. Yeah. Because I, I watched you early, early doors when you got the job. I was quite intrigued because we spoke before you got it and you said, we're going to play it for the back. How quickly did you see that you can't in Scotland you can't just have that one way of playing? Well, I had a great under-18 side and a few of them have played in the first team and... We, we could do that and I was naive I'll admit that to think I can come in and this is going to be that's the way we're going to play and then as I say you get to the end of September October the pitches are poor um, and you're, you're trying to play out the crowd are on your back because you're not getting anywhere at times yeah. and I'll agree with Ian there we, we went through a spell there where you know, I thought 4-4-2 ah, isn't in fashion we went 4-4-2 and we were winning games with two strikers that were causing problems with like I say, Paul McGowan playing central midfield, nobody would say like he could do that anymore, but he was still doing really well. We had wingers on both sides, it was so it was a, a going back to the way we were brought up. Yeah. No, so I think it's just finding a way to win. And in the end we were back to four three three with Paul McGowan playing wide left to a front three again, which <laughs> nobody, believe it when I seen him <laughs> nobody says he can do it, but when you've got Paul McMillan on the other side, then yeah. Gowser causes a different problem. So no, I think it's each game and I use the Rafe Rovers one as an example. I think they had 60-odd percent possession at Dens and, and lost the game. So we sat off them and, and tried to catch them a different way. And, and it worked for us over the, the both ties in the playoffs as well. So that's that was a, a harsh learning curve for me because I thought, nah, it was dead sunny and the friendlies were good. I think the League Cup fixtures were good. We, we beat Inverness early in the League Cup and ah, this is going to be great. We're going to play out all the time. Yeah. And bang, there you go. Didn't the cap alone in November. <laughs> trying to play it try for the back uh, try to tell Dorns to go and go on the ball and I'm saying I watched that game leave it just he's doing that and, but, well, uh, listen see soon as it Rangers with all the top players they had he wouldn't let Chris Woods throw the ball out in the first 25 minutes of the game really and he says that was the same with the great Liverpool teams don't throw the ball out don't take it there 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 and then the game goes like that and then they start to really play mm -hmm. uh, last question who wants to sign us next year bidding worse starts now to sign <laughs> so to present some sort of radio show or something. After dinner, after dinner, I'll take you. Oh, you know, huh? no, I'd take you back. I've got used to top six before. I'll do it again. I know. In the I, Premier League, you need that experience back. What age you now? Thirty-three. Are you? Is it all? Yeah, still oh, younger. Yeah. I'll take. I've you. just read you're being loyal to Peterhead somewhere in, in one rag. I'm staying at Peterhead. Uh, right. oh, there you go. Love it. Right, boys. Thanks very much. Just a couple of heroes. Cheers. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.